Hi, welcome back. This is Dr. Josh and Dr. Doug. This is our seventh edition of the podcast, and we thank you for listening. Uh, we sure enjoy doing that. We've been getting great feedback, so thank you very much for that. Uh, today is September 3rd, and just yesterday, September 2nd, we were able to launch our software, atlas.mdemr. So we're very excited. We already have two beta users on, and we're taking more uh, slowly this first month. So we'll kind of do those one at a time. But please email us at hello at atlas.md if you want to be among the first users. Uh, we're proud to be speaking at the American Academy of uh, Family Practice Docs on uh, was that September 26th at the Scientific Assembly, mm-hmm. and then the following day we're actually going to be at the uh, American Asso- or Association of American Physicians and Surgeons uh, in Denver, Colorado. So we were actually invited to speak at both of these, which is a pretty big deal. Uh, but again, always trying to get our uh, our process and ideas out there that you know there really is a better way keeping people out there and, and working and being happy. Uh, so we're hoping that that really goes uh, goes far and, and kicks off some uh, uh, interest at these uh, events. Also, uh, we've seen a, a definite increase in the number of consultants contacting us, which we're supportive of. Um, I think there's a couple ways to do the consulting, and uh, what we would recommend for physicians or for consultants who are interested in working in tandem is is the business side. I don't know if there needs to be a fee for that. If they're Atlas MD users, uh, users of the software, and, and even if not, we are more than happy to share all of our secrets for how to make a practice like this work. Uh, it's the whole point of the podcast and the blog and everything else. So we're uh, an open book and happy to tell doctors how to go about starting and running a practice like this, uh, in large part to keep the fees of startup down so that doctors don't feel the need to have to pay for a consultant. Uh, Medicine has a grand tradition of standing on the shoulders of each other, and this is a better way for patient care, and we're happy to share that part with interested physicians. And uh, really, uh, you know, we've, we've seen too many, um, too many good physicians that, you know, could have otherwise made, made the practice work, but, you know, through some um, um, consulting that, that wasn't, you know, necessarily the most up-to-date or, uh, you know, for, for whatever reason, uh, the, the practice just didn't, uh, didn't end up doing well. Uh, we, we really want to make sure that those kind of, of errors and, and judgments aren't uh, missed. Uh, so really, we, we want to help people as much as we can. Uh, and you know, because of it, we're not going to, uh, we don't charge any kind of consulting fees if we do help. I, I think a consultant could be helpful, though, for doctors who don't feel they're a good salesman to do some of the initial legwork to go out and meet employers, find employers, help do the sales side of that, though. Um, but a lot less of a 30% per year management fee and more of a fee-for-service, let-me-help-you-get-full kind of model. Um, of course, every doctor is welcome to find what works best for them. But uh, moving on, I think the topic we want to focus on uh, this week is billing. We're seeing a lot of emails and uh, Facebook questions, text questions about how we do our billing. So I'll let uh, Dr. Doug... So the you know the, the main way you know how we do it uh, is uh, month to month. I think people are very used to that sort of a formula, whether it's gym memberships or you know what have you. A lot of things it, it's they come uh, month by month, and people are used to that. Uh, in our clinic, if uh, someone signs up for a full year in advance, uh, they only have to pay for eleven months. Uh, that's just something we kind of did a little extra. Um, 
but mainly uh, just making sure that those monthly payments are, are coming in uh, in, in the, the best and easiest way possible. Some people do ask sometimes, well, um, you know, haven't there been people that in the past have run into legal battles or legal issues with when they were billing? If they bill on the first of the month, aren't they charging for things yet um, delivered, you know, services that you haven't actually provided? So, you know, isn't that like insurance? And, and those things have been met with, um, you know, on, on both sides of the fence. Some uh, think it's okay, some not. Uh, some say you can just bill the basically the last hour of the month, and therefore what you're billing for are any services you did provide. Uh, regardless, monthly recurring payments are uh, really the way to go, and, and trying to have um, management software that does that on your behalf really uh, works pretty good. Uh, the way we do it mainly is credit cards. Uh, certainly you can do it by checks. I know early on um, people that just paid in cash um, proportionally, though very small compared to the number of people that pay by credit card, tended to be people that sometimes uh, we'd get a little bit more behind and uh, sometimes you, you run into some issues with that. Uh, so we found credit cards really are, are the best way and, and some people are concerned about the um, associated fees with that. So I'll let Josh talk about that a little bit. Yeah, like most credit cards, there, there's a merchant fee there, and it's pretty standard most of the time between 2.8 and 3.1%. And I think we come out at about 3% to 3.1%. Um, you know, for physicians who are used to um, a high overhead and high expense, and they can start to see that 3% of that might add up and sink the ship, it's uh, worth every penny of it in this model to maximize the efficiency. You know, most direct care offices are going to run with a very lean staff. So if you have to have an extra staff person, say an office manager, just to do billing, that means you have to see a lot more patients. So to streamline it by using a credit card or merchant fee services that is integrated into your software is worth uh, every bit of efficiency you gain. Bills can be automatically, um, you know, I'm sorry, services that are rendered can be dropped into the invoices automatically. Those invoices can be sent out to the patients or the employers at the end of the month. And then to even have a system set up that will manage co-payments between the employer and the uh, patient or the employee so that the employer can pay X percent of medications, labs, memberships, and that can all be handled automatically uh, via credit card systems. It adds a layer of efficiency most doctors aren't used to, uh, and it's very nice on the other end of that to see the payments just come through as as scheduled. So, and it's pretty easy a lot of times. Uh, you know, if you do have companies paying for things, um, some decide that they'll pay a hundred percent of the. Uh, membership fee, but none of the incidentals such as meds, uh, labs, things like that. Um, some will pay a percentage like Josh mentioned, but what you can do uh, is scrub some of that data. So if they are paying for meds or labs when they get an invoice, uh, you know, it doesn't come across as saying that, you know, patient X now has medicines for their um, you know, infections or, or whatever. It's just, yeah, it, it comes across just as medications and or labs done. Uh, so patients still have, you know, all the privacy that they want and uh, the company can still see the invoice for at least uh, what extra is being charged, but just not what charged for. 
and again to have that integrated into everything else you're doing so it takes no extra effort that's the default if a company is participating in the payment system with the patient then an invoice automatically goes out to them that has the correct information and is scrubbed correctly and the equivalent invoice goes out to the patient for what they're responsible for. So you don't have to have an extra service. And what we see a lot of the times is, especially with the newer EMRs, is they may do one or two things very well, but where they often lack is a billing module. And so we know that the billing module allows us to take better care of patients because it puts all the information right at our fingertips and without any extra effort. Well, the thing that's nice, to be honest, you know, you you eliminated, you know, by going to a direct primary care style of practice, your your goal is to eliminate any uh, overhead, extra steps, middlemen, etc. So, you know, you, you don't eliminate an entire department of, um, you know, the, the accounting, billing, and coding department to then add in another uh, billing company or billing department. You know, this is uh, very much... Patients ask how much uh, a medicine or how much a lab are going to cost. It's right at your fingertips. I can tell them before they walk out of the clinic that all the blood work and the medicines that they just received were $12.37. So they know when they leave what it's going to be. Or they can make a, a financial decision that you know if they want to have uh, blood work done that might be um, 80 or $90, they can decide that right then. Uh, it's not done, and then several months later, they're getting a bill for 80 or $90 that they did not expect. You know, uh, Rockefeller with Standard Oil is notorious for uh, looking for every bit of efficiency that they could, even to the point once of um, realizing that they could solder their oil cans with 39 drops of solder instead of 40, which he was uh, quite proud of, probably saved the company hundreds of thousands of dollars over all the number of oil tins and all the years that they did it. And so every small efficiency adds to the bottom line. And, and the only, bottom, only a couple cans leaked, so it's okay. Exactly. No cans leaked. At 38 <laughs> drops of solder, they leaked a small percentage <laughs> of the time, but not at 39. Uh, and so um, uh, every, you know, anything that adds to the bottom line, is you know, the bottom line is the doctor's take-home pay. And so uh, we're very proud that our EMR helps increase physician take-home pay physician salaries because you're doing all the work. Now we want to make sure that you're able to seamlessly get uh, paid for it. And in the end, the patient is the one paying for it. So every step you take to save them money, of course, goes a long way to uh, keeping them future patients. There is an article today um, in a medical uh, news site that's posed the question, is there... It is a return on investment for most healthcare IT even reasonable? Meaning, will the average doctor actually realize a profit from their EMR by the time you include the cost of the EMR uh, and the decreased efficiency relative to the increased billing. And so I think that's where we've come with, with poor technology is not even sure if it can actually improve doctor's bottom line. And this, by, uh, by far, improves the doctor's bottom line by improving that efficiency. Uh, and there's just nothing out there that really does that. I and mean, we don't want to do a hard sell here, but we know that uh, direct care is in its infancy, and so there's no large company willing to strike out and develop software for a niche market at this point um, other than us. And so we've been very happy to build something that doctors need. Most of the EMRs out there are going to be bogged down with things you don't need, ICD-9 coding and uh, 
CPT coding and the ability to send stuff to insurance companies all in the standard way, none of which is helpful. So it just and we and we've all played that game of you know the uh, Medicare or Blue Cross will only pay for certain things, i.e. You have a patient with uh, arthritic hands, but they'll only pay for one hand X-ray per day. Uh, so you do them, you spread it over two days, so you can maximize that that take home because you know insurance will pay for it, just not on the same day. So, but you know, as far as the patient's concerned, they don't understand why uh, they have to come back two times. And you know, it's like, well, I'm I'm already there. Why don't you just do it? And say, well, it's because I'm I'm already not I'm, I'm not getting paid enough to keep my clinic open. If I don't do these little things and jump through these hoops, then I won't be able to stay open at all. Direct care, now without the hoops. Um, and so, or oil cans. Uh, or oil cans. Uh, another piece of the software we're happy to, uh, to say that we've included is the collections. And thankfully in direct care, collections are make up a very small part, and often for us it's less than 5% of the patients who either don't pay or we need to send to collections at some point. But it is a part that we feel needs to be included in the software so that it helps the physicians continue to run a smooth practice. So another third-party software doesn't have to come in and add layers of inefficiency and troubles and, and issues with tracking. And so although we're not a collections agency, you'll still need one of those perhaps, uh, it does allow you to help track that in a meaningful way and see who is in what position uh, in their uh, payment cycles. And something else that's very important is to make sure that everybody in the office is able to really answer as many questions as possible, uh, you know, as far as um, getting patients certain information, you know, being able to look at the chart, but especially when it comes to billing questions. Sometimes people will call up and We've actually had some call and say, I, I don't think you charged me enough last month. You look at their bill and say, oh, no, we actually, yeah, we, we did dispense you medicine, but it was 54 cents uh, when they're expecting something more. But in, in a case like this, you don't necessarily need um, a, a bookkeeper uh, to run some of this. Everyone in the office should be able to uh, really take care of most everything. You can still appoint someone to be kind of the, the you know, that to be their their specialty or put that in their wheelhouse, but um, it really everyone should be able to handle questions like that, uh, and patients really love the fact that anyone can, anyone can schedule, they all answer the phone. I mean, the, those are those are efficiencies, again, that uh, are, are really mandated or mandatory, in our opinion. So that's uh, the main topics for this week's podcast. As always, we love your feedback, and you can contact us at hello at atlas.md. Also, if you're a direct care doctor or you're thinking about becoming one, uh, you might consider going to iwantdirectcare.com and putting your pin in the map so that other physicians and patients know that you're here. And, uh, again, we're always looking for feedback, so please don't hesitate. Any physicians who are interested and ready to sign up for the software, go ahead and contact us at hello at atlas.md as well, and we'll uh, be happy to get you into the system. Um, and then, uh, last but not least, check out the blog. We continue to improve upon that weekly, so a lot of our FAQs and uh, questions that doctors have can also be answered there uh, as well. So, yeah, just uh, keep the questions coming. If uh uh, if we have a, a unique one or one that we think uh, needs to be addressed, certainly we'll put it on here. Uh, regardless, we'll go ahead and uh, 
uh, invite you to call, email, uh, or visit our site. And if you see us at the conferences, please uh, come up and say hi. Thanks again for uh, joining us.